And so I started out when I was young and even rejected by my own family because then because I was a first generation college graduate, it was kind of, who are you? You think you're better than us. That's right. You're you're (laughs) different and you don't act like the rest of us. And so that caused a ripple in our relationship because the people I admired so much growing up, they were so cool to me. But because it's sometimes it's people dealing with their own baggage and then they project that onto you. And so they were upset with what they had not accomplished and that became a problem in our relationship. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Today's interview has some special takeaways, at least from my point of view. Dr. Nicole Bradford is someone who grew up in a home where there wasn't a lot of hope that she was going to achieve much or maybe become someone great. There wasn't the expectation and there certainly wasn't the support for that. But she had a vision in her mind, even as a youngster, that she could find other people outside her family to be her role model. And that she did. Today, she's a very popular speaker and has a doctorate degree. But if you think that coming from a family like that means that she was highly celebrated as the achiever, That's not necessarily so. So she talks about what it's like to look outside of the family for role models. Also what it's like to honor her sister and to help all of us remember that our time is kind of limited in this world and we better do the things that we want to do that spark joy and inspiration and not waste time and not worry so much about what other people think, how people of a certain age should live. So what a fabulous treat. Hope you're enjoying the backlist. We have more than 90 episodes now, and I'm preparing to go to a writer's conference in Las Vegas soon. When I finally hit episode 100, we will celebrate and I will take a little break. Before that, though, I am appreciating those of you who support me by buying me a cup of coffee. coffee, And uh, so I have those links Uh, sometimes and also and or my Patreon page where you have extra access to me for as little as $2 or $5 a month, not a week, but a month. So thanks so much as ever and have a fabulous listen. Much appreciate your support. Welcome, persisters and brothers. Today, I am honored to have Dr. Bradford, Dr. Nicole Bradford from Texas with us. Dr. Bradford's beginnings were humble. We were just talking a little bit and they were not so unlike mine in some ways. She came from a bit of chaos in her family growing up. And I think one of the exciting parts about her story is that she really, no one had great expectations for her. On the other hand, I don't mean no one, she had great expectations for her. And so how she came from a family that there was domestic violence and a lot of dysfunction to being Dr. Bradford, who's a popular speaker at universities, a coach, all of the wonderful things. 
That's the story I'm so excited to hear. So thank you, Dr. Bradford, for being with us today on Persistence U. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. This is great. It's wonderful to meet you. You are in Texas. I am in Tennessee. So we're almost kind of close compared to where I used to live. Uh (laughs) So I loved on your website where you talk a little bit about your growing up experience. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you were able to, what does it take? People often ask, you know, I get to ask this question quite a bit is Mm -hmm. what does it take for someone to have an image of what they want and then to to move forward with it when there's not a whole lot of cheerleaders on the outside? Well, I, I think it that has to come from within. And for me, it had um, it came from my my faith and my belief. I am the youngest of six. My parents had five girls and one boy. Wow. Yes. That's a lot. <laughs> and it is. Yes. It's a busy house. But I, um, um, the good side is a lot of my siblings are older than me. And so I was really just raised for a little bit with the sister that's about five years older than me in the house. Okay. But um, my journey and my family, yes, it was chaotic. And I know my life uh, to some and, and at times to me was just a huge mess. Coming from a family where there was domestic violence, and fortunately, I had to see that from time to time, and then having siblings that went in and out of the criminal justice system, mm-hmm. and not being just the, the the smartest person in the class, but I had that persistence, and I believed in myself, and it was kind of difficult because, you know, the words that you hear and things that they say and do to people, they're planting seeds in your mind. Right. And so that that affects you because we all here I am 48 years old, but I can remember the things that has happened and I can choose to use that to hold me back or propel me forward. And I think that's why when you ask, well, what do you do in those situations? How do you overcome? You have to believe in yourself. And most importantly, look at that situation and say, hey, that that this really doesn't serve me and I want more. And I believe that because of my view on life, it caused uh, issues for me. And so I started out when I was young and even rejected by my own family because then because I was a first generation college graduate, it was, uh, who are you? You think you're better than us. That's right. (laughs) you're, You're different and you don't act like the rest of us. And so that caused a ripple in our relationship because the people I admired so much growing up. They were so cool to me, but because it's sometimes it's people dealing with their own baggage and then they project that onto you. And so they were upset with what they had not accomplished and that became a problem in our relationship. And I love that you say that. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I love that you say that because I think people often feel like, oh, you're from a big family and you were successful. You had all the, the chaos, but you managed to overcome. Your family must be so proud of you. But that's not always the case. Sometimes there's resentment, mm-hmm. jealousy, and you know it can be very difficult for you to keep striving, even when the other people are like, why are you looking up to someone outside of our family? Exactly. And, and that, it, that's so true for yeah. all of us. And like for me, At the beginning, when I went just for my bachelor's degree, okay, this is cool. We'll accept that. But what are you doing? That's that's too much. Why do you need a master's? Why do you need a doctoral degree? You're fine with just that. And so I went on search uh, in search of acceptance. 
I wanted to, I started with my family guys. Hey, I just want to be a part of the family. And then I'm transitioned into the adult world. And of course, getting married and having in-laws that have expectations of you. And this is how we want to conduct our, our time together. And this is what we expect. And then going into the work world. We want to please our supervisors and that, hey, I want to get along and I, I, I'm working hard. So I want that pat on the back. But sometimes it's not just the work that will move you forward. It's, hey, you know, you may be uncomfortable or they may not be treating you right, but go out and take them for drinks and things will get better. Or just be quiet. Don't speak up. Because right. if you do, you're perceived as rocking the boat and then you begin to be labeled. And so that's a, the main reason I established Maintain the Flame, because we have to be courageous enough to move beyond the lies, the labels, and the limitations that other people put on us. Take back our lives, take control of your life so you can live audaciously and authentic to who you truly are. And can you tell us a little bit about Maintain the Flame? Tell us a little bit about the, the story of that. Well, yes, in 2018, I lost my sister, number five, um, unexpectedly. She was actually in the process of planning her big 50th birthday, oh. and she had just retired. And out of nowhere, she has this huge accident, and it, it took her life. And so I, it made me think about life and how we move forward and with our lives because we're consistently, maybe some of us are looking at others or, hey, they have a better car or their marriage looks better than mine or this person looks like they have it all together. Well, when we were younger, we had this zest for life. We love life. You know, I want to have fun. I want to dress like I want, do things that I want. But then you transition into adulthood and you start to conform. You're kind of like, well, if I say that, everyone's going to look at me. Or if I wear this dress to work, they're going to think something different. But we lose ourselves trying to fit in where we don't belong. And right. so maintain the flame is that same fire and zest that you had for life growing up when you would sing in the mirror in your room and didn't care who was around. You need to maintain that so that because you don't want to look back on life and have any regrets. I, I dressed like I wanted. I spoke up. I enjoyed my life. So evaluate your life. See if this is where you truly want to be. And the things that you're involved in, does it serve you? And sometimes it's difficult, but you have to love people from a distance. Mm -hmm. And I know that from experience, you know, I love my family. I was born into this family, but I can allow myself to be mistreated or overlooked because of way, the way you perceive me. So I'll love you from a distance, but I'm going to continue to maintain my flame for life. And so I've it. taken my mess and I have a message to share with someone else. You know, I think that is so terrific. And what a great way to also to honor your sister. Yes. I, it, I have another podcast guest from recent history. I would say a couple months ago who started a foundation or a, an organization in Australia in memory of her sister, and it's going gangbusters. I'm going to connect oh, the two of you, awesome. I think, after this. But I, I love that you took this very tragic event mm -hmm. and, you know, really made some meaning out of it. Because you're right. You you can't save an entire group of people right. uh, in your family of origin. It's not your job. It's their job to save themselves. But you can love them and not choose to enmesh yourself right in it and be weighed down mm -hmm. and lose, frankly, your shine. 
So I think that's fantastic. Well, terrific. So where has it taken you? What are some of the great takeaways from Maintain the Flame? Well, um, because I have a background in education, I started working on the college campus in 1995. Okay. And so I've been fortunate to serve as an assistant dean, director of diversity initiatives. I've been a professor and my last position was vice president of student services. And I've also transitioned when I was working there into K through 12th grade. So okay. I've been a special education resource teacher and assistant principal as a, and a principal. So my message has allowed me to go back to college campuses and talk to first generation students and students that are in career services, preparing to leave college and go into the workforce. How do I maintain my flame? How do I acclimate in the the workplace and answer some of those questions? But then it's also given me an opportunity to provide training and workshops at many schools. I like working with teachers because they have to understand the foundation of their relationship and the power it possesses when you have a strong relationship with people. And so I utilize my life as a testimony because some teachers would know, hey, Nicole's having an off day, what's going on? And once they took time to get to know me and build that relationship, it made a difference in my success and how I perceived myself. So relationships equal results. And I love working with small businesses, teachers, because I know a lot of teachers nowadays are so stressed yes. and they have a huge workload, but they have to find a way to maintain their flame. I oh, love it. That is absolutely fantastic. What's on your bucket list for where do you want to speak next? Where would be some fun places you'd like to be asked to speak at? Let's just well, put it out to the universe. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would love to travel everywhere. I would love to go to Alaska, yes. Hawaii, and Australia. Yes. I, I believe that I have a unique perspective, and those are some of the places I've always wanted to travel to. I love it. That sounds fantastic. Thank you. Now you've written a couple of books. Is that correct? I've written one and I'm in the process of writing um, my second book, but yes, I did. I wrote a book. It's called one step is all it takes. And it just, it's a, a journal and a support system, just encouraging you to take one step towards your goals you have set for yourself. And so as for us as adults, it may be, I want to open my business or I want to start a podcast or I want to lose some weight, whatever it is, just take one baby step. And we don't want you to eat the whole pie. We want you to take one bite at a time. And once you're taking one step to your goal, you'll eventually get there and you'll build up that momentum. And so it's just a source of encouragement and support while holding you accountable. I like it because the fear is if if someone feels like, oh my gosh, I have to wait. I'm not quite ready. I don't have the right mindset. That sounds so big. They never get started. Exactly. And And life passes us by. Oh, yes. And, and and I always try to look at it as if because so many people will say, well, I want to start a restaurant, but I can't sell hamburgers. Well, how many places do you know and all over that sell hamburgers? There's not just one hamburger shop for everyone. So right. I want people just to think out the box, whatever your idea is, that's your idea. And if you don't believe in yourself, who else will? So go forward with that idea and you never know the clientele or the individuals that you will bring in, but don't let it limit you. Sometimes we hold ourselves back by what we think. Yes, you might want to uh, open a hamburger shop and yeah, there may be others, but there's not one like yours. 
there's something unique that you will bring to the table. And I just want people to look internally and know you have this idea for a reason. So maintain your flame and see it through. And it may not be easy and it may not be successful right away, but if Mm -hmm. the desire is in your heart, it's worth pursuing. So I love that. Yes. Fantastic. Well, where can people get a hold of you if they want to book you either as a speaker at a business, a small business, a university, or another place, a school, or as a coach? Well, I have a website. It's www.maintaintheflamealloneword.net. And on there, you can get a copy of the book. You can sign up for life coaching, or you can even book me for as to be a speaker at your next event. I love that. Well, thank you so much. And if you have any parting thoughts for people, like if somebody has a dream, they feel either too old, not in the right family, they don't have enough influence, whatever it is, what's one piece of advice that you would give them as far as developing community? Well, I would say, I want you just to reflect. We all have that one friend or we have our kids. We have someone that we give all of this perfect advice to that you can do it. I know you can do it or it's not that hard or keep going. We'll keep them motivated. We'll encourage them. But the same energy that you utilize to pour into someone else, now it's your time. It's time for you to pour into yourself, love on yourself and know I can do this. It may be a little tricky. It may be a little tough, but I am going to remain consistent. Commit to do it for at least six months you'll be surprised at the results. But my parting thought would be, especially with everything that we have going on in the world today, in a world where there's so much tension and, and fear, everything that's going on, please choose to be kind because you never know what anyone is going through. And I say that because in uh, 2019, I brought both of my parents here to live with me. Uh, My dad passed in uh, June of 2021, and I just lost my mom this past April. And, and you have to keep pushing forward. And so what I'm saying to everyone else, I've been there and I've used the same advice. And sometimes you have to take a step back and say, I'm going to relax and reflect, and then I'll regroup and move forward. And that's what I've had to do after caring for my parents. So it may look like people are strong and making it on the outside, but you never know. So be kind. Take time to check on people and share a kind word because it can truly make a difference because you never know what anyone, what people are going through. Fantastic advice. And thank you so much for that. Thanks for meeting with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I truly enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, Go ahead and subscribe, and I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.